Hump Day Quickies Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non monogamous lifestyle. Wife Ashley and her husband RJ are back to share the details on the first time Ashley was shared with another man, as well as how she coped with another single male asking for more than she wanted to give him. Welcome back to the sex apartment. We have Ashley and RJ with us again. Thanks for coming back again. I'm glad that once we got you in here the first time, you were so eager to come back. <laughs> we, we absolutely love it. So last time you guys were here, we talked about your first trip to the club where you put on a show for everybody and really uh, worked that exhibition angle. Where did it go from there? My confidence level skyrocketed coming out of the room at that point to, you know, an audience like that, that has this look of approval and this, you know, some men had like that, you know, they're envious, you know, they want they, that want for you and things like that. So I think he let me soak that up for a while. That just grew time in and time out of going to the club and letting me work on myself and gain confidence. And she's very... She lacks a lot of self-confidence in which I try to pump that up as much as I can. I um, still don't understand why, but I do. I am aware of the fact that women lack self-confidence <laughs> in themselves. But again, just as I do with Nessa, I'm looking at you going, why? <laughs> I, but I've heard yes. it, so I let it go and it's fine. Okay, yeah. whatever. So I just do what I have to do to make sure that I pump her up and just, I know I, I say that all the time. I don't know why. But hey, it is what it is. And I just got to make sure that she knows I'm there for her. She knows that I'm in her corner, that I have her back, that nothing's going to go wrong. You know, I'm, I'm there to protect her. We're there to have our fun, do what we got to do. But we're there for us. It's our thing. Not to let her get in her own head about, is she satisfying me enough? And it's like, no, just do what you got to do. If anything should happen to displease me, I will let you know. So that's why we kind of came up with like a silent signal for each other. If we're in a situation that we're not very fond of, or it's not going the way we would like it to go, we just kind of give ourselves this little signal. And that's kind of our exit word. Yeah. It's like, it's a nonverbal exit word. So you guys get home from the first night. You have that reconnection moment. And that was a big thing to explain to her. It's not like she's going to be with other people all night long and not be with me. She was kind of concerned, like, well, am I ever going to be with you? Is is there ever going to be some us time? And I had to reassure her that there's plenty of us time. Whenever you want us time, just let me know. And it's us time. You know, everything else is, you know, minute at that point. So I explained to her about the reclaiming methods. And once we get home and once we get to our own safe house of like, it's just us focus on me and you. I think that was another thing that kind of like sold her. Still hands down my favorite moment of the night. It it is. It's the hottest sex of the night for sure. It really is. (laughs) I, I always say, and I don't think I've really hidden that from anybody of saying my sex life in my bedroom, my home life, sex life is, is the best It I'm doing all these crazy things. Now I'm in the lifestyle. Whoa, this is crazy. You know, in the clubs and all this stuff, but really what happens at home and what happens in the bedroom, there's, there's nothing that, that tops that. So this, 
when I got to experience this reclaiming, you know, for the first time after coming home from the club, I may have thought I was hooked to leaving the club, but no, I was, I was hooked, hooked after our night coming home and being like, wow, I thought things were great on a Tuesday night, but you know what I mean? Like now I'm like, this is, this is hit a, a whole nother level. Yeah. How quickly after the first time did you guys venture on to doing something more? We started going to the clubs regularly, like weekends, you know, regular weekends. We were putting that on the agenda quite quickly. Yeah. We, um, we didn't wait very long to go back. It's definitely hard to go during the week, but the weekends, we probably go probably every other weekend, twice a month, three times a month. Yeah. So to- we, we picked that up pretty quickly. I was, I was ready to go back. I was ready. Like, I think she was ready to go back before I was, honestly. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So how many trips back before the first time you share yourself with someone else? The very next time I I did. Yes. It didn't take much. I just think that once after that, we had that first session, I was comfortable and I knew what I really had myself into, what limits didn't exist. (laughs) There was a lot of scenarios that all of a sudden were like right in front of my face. And RJ always gave me the option to, if there's something you see that you want, you go get it. You know, I didn't have. We're there and you kind of treat it like a bar scenario. The best thing about it is you have the opportunity to not just go home with somebody, but to sleep with somebody in the establishment. Right. And that's what I told her. I go, hey, if you see somebody that you like or that you have any attraction to whatsoever, go for it. Open up a conversation. Say hello. You know, we know why they're here. They know why we're here. We all know that no, no means no at the end of the day, but it's like, I don't know many people that would say no to her. So I was like, just go for it. Jump in. Was that first experience with a single guy or a couple or? Yes, uh, it was a single guy. Yes. 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 The first experience was with a single guy. And were you in the room for this? Yes, I was. We we didn't do anything separate right away. The confidence thing was there. Um, she wanted to know that I was right there. It was kind of like where the unsureties come in of, should I really be doing this? It's like, here I am. I'm with my boyfriend. We're at the time. We were just dating. I'm here with my boyfriend at a sex club and I'm having sex with a stranger and I'm looking over and there's my boyfriend watching us. And it's like, that's not a scenario that everybody can understand. You know, you kind of got to get that cheater ish mentality, you know, out of your head because you're not, and you have to understand. And that's where the rules come in of what is allowed and what is not allowed. She had a hard time initially, just kind of like, not from me, just in her, on her own of being able to let go she kind of needed me there, wanted to be able to reach over and touch me. Or or we did the thing where she would start off with him and I would watch and then I would eventually join just so that way she would have a piece of me at most uh, for the pretty much the whole time. Now in all these times of going every other week, two, three times a month, there had to be some interesting moments or experiences or things you could learn from. Well, yeah, there was one rough patch in the beginning where there was a single guy she had enjoyed and we hadn't, I don't say we enjoyed him. She enjoyed him, but together as a couple and then also as alone. But it just got to the point where red flags were popping up. He was starting to catch feelings and everybody in our little group could see it, but her. Uh, <laughs> so, it was. I was so, clearly concentrating on other things, guys. <laughs> that was not my focus. No, but I'm not blaming her at all. Well, I kind of am because it's her fault that he caught feelings. But at the same time, I'm not totally blaming. not her fault. <laughs> the vibe started to change a little bit on his end. Not on her end. She was still 
like everything was fine with her, but I could tell that he was kind of becoming a little bit more, I don't want to use the word possessive because it's not really right, but you can tell he was catching feelings and like, he was kind of like not letting her really go off and do her own thing. He was always like hounding her, like the little lost puppy that was just following her everywhere she would go. So there was just stuff like that. And once I was made aware of this, obviously taking the blinders off, you know, and I, I, I started to piece together some things too, is it's a really big deal for me when a man I'm going to be with talks to RJ first, make sure that they have a good dynamic. Like they should, they should build a relationship too. And that respect should be shown on by both parties. And so that that's a really big deal to me. It's a turn on almost. So once they've established that, like you have a better chance of getting me in a room if yep. you've you know built this relationship with which is what always bothers me about the single guys that are like, okay, I'm going to watch them. And the second he goes to the bathroom, I'm approaching. Cause yeah, I hate that. if I don't get her first, then it's, and it's, that's the total wrong angle to take it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So all the single guys listening, talk to the husband first. If the husband's good, he's on your side, helping you get to that your goal. Yes. So. <laughs> Absolutely. He is the key. And, and to any single guy, yeah, listening and, and taking that advice is there has been single guys that go up to him, try to build that rapport and ask some questions about me before they actually approach me. And he always makes sure he says, this is about her. This is bottom line. She's going to be the one to make the decision. We appreciate you building that relationship with me. I will, you know, like as if they think they're going to develop like this bro code or something behind my back, like, you know, like dude, I'll help you, but I can only help so much that that has to be established. And so, you know, sometimes he'll say, you know, I'll do what I can. I'll bring it up to her. You know, why don't you come back, swing back a little bit later. And there has been times where I'm like, there's something about this person. I don't, whatever it may be or whatever, maybe I saw or heard or something earlier in the night where I'm like, no, I already chose against that person for whatever that reason is. That's for me to decide. So whether I'm just going to frankly tell him, you know, no, or no, I'm not interested or however I can come up with that. No answer in the nicest way possible. You know, he, he tells them too. It's, it's not me. Like he'll tell him it's, it's not me. It has nothing to do with me. I'm, I'm appreciative that you built that relationship and rapport with me, but this is her decision. And so if it's, if she says no, it's, it's, it's no, no. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes that can be an issue too, is getting her to say no. Cause she's so nice at times that she just, she hates turning people down. She hates being the one to, to say no. And it's like, take care of yourself first. And it's like, you know, do what you got. If you find somebody attractive, go after it. If you don't find somebody attractive, gotta just pass. Yeah, I needed to learn that I had the say, but that that's where I was circling back is that was the red flag as he stopped building that rapport, you know, with, with me with, and all with the RJ focus was that, on her. He wouldn't talk to him. He wouldn't sit next to, if we were all sitting as a group, he wouldn't sit next to him. You know, he stopped shaking his hand. Like I started to put that together. I didn't, I didn't right away, but I, I did. I, I eventually <sighs> saw that happening. So yeah, that's a big thing for me. If they're good with him, they're good with me. If, mm-hmm. if it's within my wheelhouse or interest level, you know, but once you start to do things like that. You mentioned actually turning people down in a club situation. Have you ever had any backlash or level of uncomfortability when you did turn someone down? There's always a level level of uh, uncomfortable when you turn somebody down. You know, you never want to do that. Like it's, it, it hurts their self-esteem and, you know, we've all been in the position where we've all been turned down, you know, and you never want to do that to somebody. Turning people down is not easy. We have not mastered it ourselves. Unfortunately, there comes a time when you have to do it. It is best if you try and let people down as early on as you can so that no one has wasted their evening on a lost cause. Part of this lifestyle is putting yourself back out there. Along the way, your ego may take some hits, but it can also get some big boosts too. 
You just gotta take the good with the bad. But at the same time, at the club, you need to understand that it's about us. It's about you yourself. You know, it's not about anybody there. You are at the club for your satisfaction, not anybody else's. Obviously, there's some people that go there for everybody else's satisfaction, but, <laughs> right. but that's a different story. That, that's the only time. Those are our bad moments. I, when people are like, what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you? I don't, I don't really have a main one I can point out and say this was the worst scenario we were ever in. They're all the same. They're all very similar. And they, they it's not that they were horrible scenarios. They were uncomfortable comfortable scenarios and 90% of them were already in a room with that person and they're either doing something I don't like or want to do something I don't like and I have to be that one that you know says no or somehow find a way to let them know this isn't going how I want it to go and it's gone from zero to 100 maybe it's just something small that can be adjusted but there has been scenarios where I'm done like I've looked right across the room and I've said I'm done. That's where it's uncomfortable. The other person has gotten frustrated. I'm, I'm not going to go and say angry or fights broke out or whatever, but the frustration's there. It's visible. Mm-hmm. So that started to affect me. So my bad experiences are from that, that when I started to struggle and I would voice how I was feeling to him and it turned into little bickermans at the club, like, you know, I don't like that. Why didn't you stop the situation? And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't blame me. You know, yeah. you need to tell that person no, or you don't like that and things. He's not going to pick up on every single thing. It's unrealistic to rely on your partner to pick up on your signals of being uncomfortable. And don't depend on them to read a situation if it's going south. While many of us have a super connection with our spouses and would like to believe that we know them well enough to see when they aren't happy or attempting to exit a situation... The truth is that these things can easily be missed even in the most perfect circumstances. Get used to saying no when you are uncomfortable. Be upfront with people as soon as you feel it's not a situation you prefer. There is a place and time to be nice, but if someone isn't listening, be prepared to be firm and leave the situation. Because at that point, we're already in the room. Everything's going on. Like We have you know three naked people. It's hot and heavy. And all of a sudden he does something that she's just turns that off switch, you know, and everybody has that where it's like, everything's hot, everything's great. And then all of a sudden somebody does something and it's like, that's it. I have a hard time sometimes catching those signals from her of when it's like, okay, this is kind of done. And in the beginning, I I took that out on him. Like you should know, or I I put too much pressure on him. Like you should have known that was something I don't like. And then that caused us to, to bicker a little bit or just the mood was just gone. And it threw a wrench in our night and sometimes we left early. That was something that we learned from. Lesson learned, we grew from, we talked about at home was, I can't feel that way. I can't react that way. I can't cause that frustration between him and I and ruin our night like that. I just needed to get better at controlling my emotions, but understanding that I'm in control in those moments. I am allowed to voice what I like and what I don't like. I needed to turn my mindset around of when I tell that person I don't like that. And if they aren't able to adjust to what I like or what is okay with us, that moment moment is over and it's okay. Like I made that decision and I need to look at that person as like, okay, well, I tried to utilize you to, to better our experience. It didn't work and that's fine. And I can just pick up and walk out. I don't need to justify any further why this didn't work. And I shouldn't care so much what that other person has to say about that. 100% situation. your body, your choice kind yeah, of thing. That's mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. I really struggled with that. So thankfully we don't have a lot of horrible, horrible moments, but that was our rough patch of once I could understand and establish what I say goes and their opinion really doesn't matter. Once you've gotten to that point, I've always given the person the opportunity to adjust with me or, you know, fix the mistake that was made or whatever it was. I 
I really try to do a good job of trying to keep the mood and <laughs> try and adjust. But sometimes like just that's it. That off switch happens and nobody should be sorry for that. It just happened. It didn't work. And you need to carry on with your night. That was the whole thing is that she really needed to understand that this person was like our personal sex toy. She had a hard time grasping that because she's like, she would always connect to them as a person. It's our relationship. We're utilizing this person to heighten our experience. And that's 100% what we say about single guys as, yeah, exactly. As as they come in here, it's, we don't owe them anything. Exactly. They have the benefit of coming in to have sex with Nessa. That's what they're getting. We we don't owe them. We don't have to, Oh, Hey, just want to make sure you're okay. Hey, Hey, if, if you're feeling something, let's work through. It's not our fucking problem. The last negative experience we had with a single guy, I got everything out of our session and RJ watched. I thought it went really well. And as we were finishing up, the single guy had said, what about me? He wanted me to finish him off. What Obviously what I had gotten out of it wasn't enough for him. And he was pretty stern on- Yeah, he was pretty know. brazen about it. And RJ was- in the background of this whole situation, watching this all go down and still enjoying himself. But I don't think he was able to. Cause I didn't actually hear it because they were kind of like hot and heavy and he was on top of her and like, he kind of yeah, like we were leaned still in close and kind of said it. And I was trying yeah. to quietly dismiss him. Like, no, I think we covered everything we need to cover here. I don't know. <laughs> he was not letting that go. He wanted these things done before we left that room. And I got put in this situation of my submissive nature took over and I did what he asked me to do. But I realized I did it when I didn't want to. I thought I established that, you know, and I guess I didn't do a good enough job of establishing that, but I did it. And then he was finally satisfied. And so I asked him to just leave the room and RJ and I could talk this over of what just had happened. And I, I had, I did, I had a breakdown. I was very emotional. Yeah. I was explaining to him, I just did, you know, X, Y, Z that I didn't want to do. That that was a rough moment for us. And again, I, I, I kept falling into these moments where I kept blaming him. Like, didn't you realize I didn't want to do that? And he was like, I, I didn't even hear half of this because he's in the corner, you know, and I had to bring myself down. But once a moment like this happened, it would ruin my whole night. And we'd only spend maybe a couple yeah. hours at the club when something like this would happen. And then we would leave. I didn't care. Like if we left early, we left early. I knew what I was there for. She needed to understand what she was there for. And she kind of had a hard time. And that goes with her personality of just being so super nice and not being willing to say no and just kind of like going with the flow and just kind of saying, oh, yeah, OK, I'm very much you're nothing to me. You're your toy for us to play with. And she right. was and having a hard he time. He says that with the utmost respect. <laughs> <He's not. laughs> and there is a level of respect, there. but at the same time, yes. there's also, you're still benefiting from the situation. So absolutely. This is understand, process, your, but understand your privilege. Yeah. He's not looking at someone in the face and saying those words so harshly. I promise. But <laughs> well, no, the, it's not the about the harsh process. words. It's not about the harsh words. It's just saying, Hey, as a single guy, they should also know that, you know, they're not there to try and find their next relationship. They're there to get their rocks off and move on. Sometimes they forget that as well. So sometimes they need to be kind of told, hey, you're brought in to our situation. We're not brought into yours. At what moment did it finally click for you that you were in complete control of the situation? This was all here for your enjoyment. You get out of this what you want. Two things I went into that is I became very close to another girl I met. Our, as our relationship grew, she rubbed off on me a little bit. Like her level, high level of confidence rubbed off on me. So she kind of took me under her wing a little bit to kind of show me how she runs her show, if you will. And I, 
I channeled a lot of that. I channeled a lot of her confidence. And when I would tell her about these stories or what just happened, and I think it was pretty evident on my face, something happened. She was really good about talking that out with me. Half of that was channeling the confidence she had in learning about the you know show that she ran. And that's what I wanted. I was like, I want that. She doesn't run into these problems. Why am I running into these problems? The other one was just channeling that into the next scenario that that unfortunately happened where I had to shift gears and tell someone, you know, I don't like that or I don't want to do that or change things around. And I was firmer and there was no going back on what I just said. And it was empowering. You know, I didn't get put in that position that I did you know, the time before that. And once I was successful at doing that and then still came out of the scenario, basically on top, we had a great scenario. We were able to turn it around. I was able to say what I want, what I don't want, gave me that confidence back. And from that point on, I don't think I ever ran into that again, where I was like, yeah, well, the next time after that happened, somebody that we had actually been with previous reached out to us just to see how we were and things. And so we weren't even sure really where we stood as far as going back to the club at that point. He had reached out to us and we talked to him and he's a really nice guy. We really like him. He does really well for us. She was like, you know what? Let's go to the club. Let's go meet him. And we did. And it was a great experience. So it was like, we're right back on track. Here we are. Another great experience. And her and him just kind of click and they kind of get along. And he's really respectful to me. Just a good guy, like a good one to have, you know, in your pocket, so to speak. It, it kind of changed our everything, our whole attitude around about everything. And how did this translate back at home? Unfortunately, it was, it ended on some really bad nights. These, these experiences brought a lot of emotion out of me. I am going to admit it right now. I know I have played that card. I We got in the car and I said, I'm done. I'm out. I'm not going back. I'm done. I told, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I, I know I've said it. He probably doesn't believe me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I speak for all the ladies here, but I have had my moments just as Ashley has. When I let my frustration get the best of me and I throw in my I'm done card too. I would imagine it's happened to the best of us. I have learned that it's usually when we've done too many lifestyle things and not had adequate alone time. I need a good balance of lifestyle to vanilla time. The best thing you can do is discuss with your partner and learn from those moments when you want to throw in the towel. Unfortunately, that came home with us, and I resented the lifestyle. I resented clubs. I resented these experiences because ultimately then when you get home, that reclaiming that is our favorite doesn't happen. And if it does, it is not as good as the times we spoke of earlier. Mm -hmm. (laughs) By far, not at all. I was like, this is ruining it. This is, this is not going to work. This was not okay. And then once I was able to fix my attitude on the whole thing and my emotions changed, our experiences started to change and I got that back. We got that. We got that back. Mm -hmm. That confidence level. Yes, we did. Yes. We got it back guys. (laughs) We're okay. It it was a positive thing. Once, once we got to that point and I I felt better, we were back on track and I was like, okay, we don't have to throw this all away. (laughs) We'll go back. And I was just like, I was just sitting back saying in my own head, I'm like, eh, maybe you're jumping the gun a little bit, but I was expressing, you know, it's your, it's, it's us. It, we're, we're the couple here. And if we're not both in, we're both out. Because we were staying so true to the hot wife dynamic, these were majority of the time happening to me. So he didn't really understand, you know, I'm the one hurt, upset, you know, emotional. And she put and a I lot just, of pressure on herself to perform. Like she felt like she needed to perform for me. And I'm like, no, just enjoy yourself. The more you enjoy yourself, trust me, your performance will show. <laughs> how do you guys use this in the bedroom? When you're away from the club, 
how do you guys utilize what happens at the club? So we started to bring that home, that exactly what RJ just said. I need to start enjoying myself was something I really needed to hold on to and act on. So we started to branch out. We started to not just keep this activity going on in the club. We developed a very close relationship uh, with a couple but a couple that was interested and intrigued by the hot wife dynamic that we had in which the wife was very willing to let her husband play with me where RJ could watch us and also get involved when I wanted him involved. Bringing that dynamic now into my everyday life, if you will, or my home or their home was a different feeling than the club where I could take that breath out and just enjoy myself, just sit back and enjoy everything that was being done to me, said to me, everything, everything. And so that was riding a whole nother high that once I got into a pretty regular relationship or regular experiences with this other person and with with RJ and this other man, that changed so much. That has helped us outside of the club, but in the club as well, when we would go back to that, I could now take that feeling that I had at home or outside the club and take it back in the club with me. It's, it's a very different feeling from one place to another, but I was able to combine that, coordinate that. And that was a big turning point for me. I travel at times. I'll get a random text from her and say, Hey, can so-and-so come over? I'm like, absolutely. Just make sure you let me know what's going on and just kind of keep me posted on what's happening. And now what do you request whenever that situation arises? The only thing that I really request is just open communication, just letting me know that you know, he's there, that things are okay, and that everything's good. I don't necessarily need to have a play-by-play, but you better come at me with some details after it's over. (laughs) (laughs) This branch is from not hiding anything. So the updates helped him with that. Story time at the end. Are you more of a call me over the phone and tell me what happened? Or are we receiving texts to be able to review later? (laughs) Oh, this has grown. This is, this, you know, (laughs) this is expanded. guys. Yeah. Honestly, I can't, put my finger on exactly how it's, it's, it has to be in the moment. However I'm feeling in the moment. Sometimes I'll be like, you know what, wait, wait till I get home and tell me all about it. Sometimes I'm like, text me now, text me and tell me now. Or (laughs) every once in a while, I'll be like, if you can get pictures and videos, go ahead and do that for me. But a lot of times she'll say, well, when we're in the heat of the moment, sometimes it just doesn't happen. So I'm not going to let that make or break my experience because I want her to, I do want her to enjoy herself as well. Because if she's not enjoying it, then I'm not going to enjoy it ultimately. But we've had a fun trying different methods to feed his craving of that, you know? And so we've done, we've called him on the phone where the, the phone's just on the bed, just letting him listen. It's run into his voicemail, you know, and just left that little voicemail for, like you said, me, he may not be able to do it right that second, but it's something he can look back on later. Or sometimes we'll do like a FaceTime call a FaceTime, and they'll just leave the phone sitting there and I'll just watch from FaceTime. Um, It just really depends on what's going on in the situation. But we had a lot of fun with that too, of, you know, trying and experimenting with different ways of including him while he couldn't be there. And that was fun for me too. I would just say I'm, I'm super lucky to have him who is so understanding that in a situation like I've just harped on, you know, wanting to enjoy myself is sometimes it's not as enjoyable to stop right at that moment and say, hold on, let me grab my phone. Take this picture of me (laughs) real quick, you know, and it's not a make it or break it moment for him. RJ's very understanding to that and is like, sometimes I'm like, damn, (laughs) but it's like, but it's not going to hurt me. But when we get to have that pillow talk and I get to tell him what was going on during that moment and why that session didn't include pictures. Most of the time I'm, (laughs) by the time I'm done telling that story, he's like, I got it. Okay. I understand. As much as this is a freedom 
that I've been given and the excitement and everything I get out of the situation. He never leaves my mind. I, I owe him something out of that too. I, I, well, I always feel like that. Like he gave me this, this opportunity. He brought me into this. He yeah, opened don't the you door. ever forget it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what makes this whole thing a successful journey is yes. when you guys have this journey together as a couple, yeah. even if you're not together doing it, it's, you're still thinking of him. Mm-hmm. You're doing something that yes, you're enjoying, but you also are thinking of the enjoyment that he's going to get out of hearing this. Yes. How to translate that enjoyment. There's so many subplots off oh the lifestyle. And, and this is going to stay in our particular relationship. This is going to stay exciting. And on that riding that high feeling for a long time, because of the dynamic we have, our relationship and our dynamic has changed so much over time. Cause we went into this dating. He was completely off the table. We had these handful of things that worked for us and what didn't work for us. And we had been going with that for so long that some of these hiccups and these, you know, no goes in these rooms and stuff like that happened as RJ and I were working on our relationship. We've hit every milestone in our relationship in the lifestyle as well. Then we were engaged and a lot of our dynamic has changed me constantly saying, well, this is only my boyfriend or then eventually this is my fiance. We're not married yet. He didn't feel completely mine. So I was not ready to share him with anybody else. And there are so many things that we said from in the beginning that the person I was in the beginning is not who I am today because I, I married the love of my life. I'm we're, we're more comfortable with each other than ever. And we've been living these experiences out together. So we're, we're growing regardless of what our past experiences were. We're, we're two different people now. We're ourselves that have developed this relationship inside and outside of the lifestyle. So the lifestyle to me is constantly holding so much potential because I see myself changing all the time. I see myself gravitating to things that used to only be things he liked because I've satisfied that feeling of I he's mine and I have him now. He's my husband. Those things that I worried about in the past are not worries that I have anymore. And so now I constantly catch myself intrigued and interested. Like I want to see a girl do that to him, you know, or, um, I do too. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so this is evolving. This is going to be an evolving thing for us. And so it's going to stay exciting for a while. I'm looking forward to it. And this is just going to grow. Yeah, we're just the tip of the iceberg right now. For sure. It's awesome. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4-HUMP-DAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.